Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour. I'm joined as always by my lovely, wonderful, tall co-host, Alexander Voltz. Say hello. Very tall. Getting svelte. Getting get, what? Svelte? Svelte. What's that mean? Looks, you know, in shape. Oh, see, that's how much of an idiot I am. Anyway, <laughs> this is Every Album Ever, uh, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. It's a new discography, more or less, per episode. And today we are talking about the Cockatoo Twins. <laughs> Cocteau twins. God damn it, Alex. <laughs> I know you did that on purpose, you motherfucker. Uh, so if you have any suggestions for other artists you want us to talk about, or if you hate us, or if you love us, send everything you want to every album ever at gmail.com. And uh, be sure to like, subscribe, YouTube, iTunes, or fucking Spotify, or say, I don't know. Do all the things like, share. It's all good. If you're watching us, that's pretty much, I don't even, you know what? If you're watching more than enough, don't even care if you, if you tell a friend. <laughs> I do. We do this because we like it. Yeah. So thank you. And uh, yeah. Anyway. If you want to tell a friend or an enemy. Or an enemy. That's actually, hmm, it's just as relevant to send us to someone you don't like. Because we, I mean, we're, um, anybody who has an opinion other than your own is the enemy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I guess depending on your feelings of the show, sorry about that. Um, Oh, Alex is getting a phone call from unknown. Who's unknown. that? Who's unknown? I have no idea. I thought this was on silent mode. Uh, yeah, I guess depending your feelings on the show, your enemy could be our friend. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. It's super fun. Super fun. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, you can also check out the Spotify playlist on Cocktail Twins that we've curated for everybody. Uh, there should be links at everyalbumever.com as well as in the descriptions of wherever you're listening or watching. And there's also playlists associated with every episode that we've done so there's tons of music that we think is very cool uh you can find all those playlists at every album ever.com uh man cocktail twins uh i knew nothing going into this other than that people like them i see i see them on a lot of lists of influences uh and they're probably alty and that's what i knew going in yeah, that's it. My only exposure was the vocalist Elizabeth Fraser mm. on the Massive Attack album. All right, yeah. And then uh, I've always wanted to listen to them, so it's a it's an Alex pick this week. But yeah, mm-hmm. very little. Never listened to a full album. Couldn't name any of their songs right. before this. Just one of those artists where I'm like, I should check them out. And uh, we did check them out. We checked out everything because this is, excuse me, every album ever. We usually don't do EPs. You and I both listen to every EP as well. Yes. I I don't, I saw that there, because sometimes bands just use EPs as like, here's some singles. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. A lot of times. But I felt like this band used them a little differently. Yeah. All, then, all different songs on the EPs. Yeah. All originals. So I'm I mean, like, originals as in not on the albums. So I was like, for some extra credit, let me check this out. Let me see what's going on between the albums. Uh, this was a very confusing episode for me, or episode, but discography for me, because uh, I listened, I listened, okay, I started, I always go in open-minded and mm-hmm. excited and very optimistic that I'll find something that I'll love. And then I got to the very last album, I'm like, okay, I don't like this band. <laughs> and then... I realized that that's not fair and I had to, there was like, I didn't even decide on a best or worst by the, by the end of the album. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to go back. I went back and I was like, wait a minute, I don't hate this at all as much as I, when I first heard it. 
And then I listened to another one that I, I had as like a, like a potential worst. I was like, no, I don't hate this one either. Mm-hmm. So what, what, <laughs> uh, by the end of it, I finally got some thoughts about this band and I'm not a fan of this band, but I do get them. And I do think they've made some pretty amazing shit, mm-hmm. but I don't, uh, I don't particularly love, I don't think they've, they've, they're great with albums consistently. Uh- I would disagree. Oh, it's gonna be an exciting episode. I would say my the way to summarize my experience with listening to this is I was very intrigued until I wasn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, looking at bands I'm familiar with, that's kind of every band's MO, right? Like they don't no one puts out solid unless you're death. <laughs> Unless you're or dead. the Minutemen. Unless you have some early... Or a Tribe Called... Nah, a Tribe Called Quest. They had that one album that we didn't like. Yeah. Unless you have some some death that yeah. stops you from recording music. Oh, yeah. Uh, very, very hard to continuously be good for whatever reason. And uh, we'll get into why they stopped being good. Being good, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, when do you want to... How do, how do you want to... Uh, lay out the not layout but discuss the eps uh, when they when they come out in between albums that all in the front all in the back uh i would say the the back end so we'll do an album and then uh like if i have anything to say about the eps okay kind of done we'll talk about them but okay yeah fair enough so uh backstory of the band so they were formed 1979. Oh, wait, I should, but before you go in, sorry. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, nine albums total, uh, nine full-length albums and six EPs. We're going to be mostly talking about the albums, of course. First album was released in 1982. The last album was in 1996, and which is also a huge surprise for me because I didn't know anything about this band. I had no idea they started that early. Mm-hmm. That's real early. Yeah, they kind of found fame later on. Mm. Wait, did the first EP come out in 81 or 82? Uh, 82. Okay, okay. So they dropped the album before. Okay, okay, just make sure. So, so I, got, I got all my shit lined up here. Uh, so formed 1979 in Grangermouth, Scotland. That mm. sounds like a fake place I made up. You could have named any place in Scotland and said the same thing. Yeah, so um, the main members are uh, Miss Elizabeth Fraser, Simon Ray. I'm assuming it's pronounced Raymond. Ray- Raymond. 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 I don't know. It's, uh, it was an E at the end of Raymond. Just imagine the word Raymond, but with an E. Okay. And Robin Guthrie. And Robin Guthrie and Elizabeth Fraser are dating and mm-hmm. they get married. And so the entire group or span of the band, they are married. Uh, not t- married, together. but together. So, so that, 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 for a split second, I was like, wait a minute, but they're twins. That's just, no, <laughs> no, I'm an idiot. Sorry. But, uh, so that's how they started. And, uh, you want to just jump into it? Uh, yeah. And obviously, uh, I guess I'll just drop some of their influences. Uh, birthday party, mm. Susie and the Banshees, Sex Pistols, and, uh, Kate Bush. So. All artists I love a lot more than this band. <laughs> All of them. Damn it, Mike. <laughs> All right. Let's, so, let's start it up. Sip. September 1982. This is 
quick question. Yes. That drum machine. I've yeah. heard it before. We've all heard it before. Which one is that? I think it's an 808. Okay. Yeah. It's a very, very iconic sound. Yeah. 808's probably the most. And I believe Guthrie did the majority of all the drum programming throughout mm-hmm. the, uh, the band's career. Okay. I was not ready for a goth rock album. Yeah. Well, I wasn't surprised because I didn't know what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, this is like the Cure-ish. Not the Cure exactly, but the Cure-esque. Uh, fucking, it, yeah, it's goth. It's gothy. Yeah. It's gothy with a drum machine. Very, well, we're talking over it, so. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. Let, it let her vocals come in at least. Quite an intro. These are great bass lines. I don't know if I wrote the bass players. This is all intro. <laughs> I forgot how long this intro is. I just want to hear her voice. There it is. God, those little flourishes are fucking great. <laughs> okay. Looks like Will Higgy played bass on this. That's yeah. He's in in here oh, let's on, talk about uh, this album and the next two EPs okay. before he makes his exit. This is uh well, this is my personal favorite. I also put it as personal. Really? Yeah. Uh, wow. That's a, that's a first, not a first, but it's a, it's a, <laughs> interesting. That doesn't happen that often. Uh, I, when first listening to this, I thought these are all good songs. I like all the, the gothy shit they're doing. Her voice is fucking phenomenal. I love her goddamn voice so much. And I thought, okay, this is a good album. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Mm-hmm. And then I was very upset because it's like, this is the only dark goth album they have. Yes. The and, only fucking one. And uh, I was I was taken aback. For some reason, I thought they were a band like Portishead mm-hmm. or Ma- maybe because of her association with Massive Attack. I thought that. Um, so I was like, whoa, what's going on here? And then, uh, man, all the bass lines are solid. Um, pretty like standard 80s goth rock thing. And that's. Yeah. A okay yeah, with me. The baselines, I didn't think they were that strong, but they were complemented nicely with the the really I call it, like I felt like this was kind of like proto shoegaze. Because the guitar has a really I don't want to say squeaky, but uh high pitch reverb like what the whole mm. album it does stuff like that. Um I do I do think the uh they did help like invent shoegaze a little bit. Sure does sound like it. Uh the thing about this album that made me really enjoy it by far is her, uh, I'll keep wanting to say Hurley's cause Elizabeth Hurley, cause <laughs> I'm a dirty man who has Elizabeth Hurley on his mind. Uh, Frazier, her vocals are so fucking like I, I have timestamps of moments where like, fuck, that's so cool. And it's not, you can't no normal people can't do stuff like that. It's very difficult. Uh, that's so uh, funny. You noticed it on this album. Cause it took a few albums for me really? to notice uh, how th- crazy her vocals are. It took it took me three listens of this album in a row for me mm-hmm. to kind of was like because it 
on first listen and if you're just kind of hearing clips it just sounds she sounds like a regular ass female vocalist from this era mm-hmm. or you know eh, eh, a lot of exine fucking Susan the band you know yeah that, that kind of uh but man underneath all that gloss and that reverb man she did some crazy shit like um it's it's so funny she didn't even want to be like a singer or anything because like for how crazy she is you'd think she has like some sort of like training or really? no training no. This bitch? Oh, are you fucking kidding me? She's one of the best fucking vocalists I've heard in a long time. I've seen, Oh my god, how could she not have changed? I've seen her live and she's still got it and it's still beautiful and oh. unbelievable voice. And later on, she goes fucking crazy with like operatic kind of shit. So that's mind blowing. I am mm-hmm. floored by this by this woman. Uh put on 40 uh 45 seconds of what is it? But I'm not. She does this. Uh, oh, that's one of my favorite songs off this. It's like she's like yodeling almost. Wait, that at the end. But yeah. I love that. Uh, oh, I can't man. do it, but yeah, it's, it's like a yodel. It's fucking, it's unorthodox. It's it's simple, not in, in how easy it is to do, but it's simple as in like you just throw a little, you just horse, not horse. I keep forgetting my fucking my verbiage. Uh, yeah, you're supposed to be the tech. I know. Player. It's like a, <laughs> you hear it a lot in, in like Hank Williams, or oh, like, it's like a purpose, like a, purposeful like a yodel. Twang. It, well, the twang. It's like it's literally just like a part of a yodel where your voice you you switch to your false register real quickly. Um, I'm I'm like blanking on what it's actually called, but also uh, we heard a little bit in the opening track, but also uh, a minute in or a minute and one second of can't read my writing. Wax and Wayne, a minute, a minute, yeah, exactly. The end of each phrase. Oh yeah. Yeah, why it's would you do amazing. that? Yeah. It's fucking crazy sounding. I love that so much. Little little embellishments like that. Those are so interesting to me. Yeah, uh yeah, that's real interesting that you caught it on the first album because it took me a few to to realize what was going on. Um I feel like it's so bass driven that mm. uh Blind, deaf, dumb really stood out to me in terms of like the guitar and everything. Oh wait, which one's that? I hope it's the one I'm thinking of. I guess I'll throw on a little bit. You throw a little bit of that one in there. Yeah, this is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's a great song. That's so that's such a shoegazy guitar. Yeah, yeah, definitely one of the songs that. Can you turn it up a little bit on your phone? Okay. Hey, one more. One more. Yeah. It's beautiful. So, throughout the entire song, that guitar line does not change. Uh, but the bass lines do change. Yeah, it's uh, great. Like, uh, I feel like I'll probably sound like a broken record and say wall, wall of noise or wall of sound. Mm. And uh, they use it. It's It's... Not very well, I think. Hard to follow on this album because 
while the guitar is, is that spacey and airy and has all this high end, uh, there is very, there's like no synths on here or anything like that. There's nothing, it's just the guitar bass drum machine in, in the voice. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all very easy to follow. Every song is good. I think it's the most consistent album they've ever released. I think uh, there's even the song, even the albums that were more of them, more of like what the band is. Mm-hmm. There was at least one on every one. I was like, Ugh. Really? this one, really? not so much. I really like this one. Yeah. Really, really like this album. Well, I guess uh, moving on, because we got two EPs to talk about. Okay. In October, they released the lullabies. And if you're interested, and by you, I mean the viewers, yeah. um, listen, interested in the EPs, the best way to consume them would be Lullabies to Violin, uh, Volumes 1 and 2. And that's all their EPs uh, on two discs for your uh, consumption. Um, I feel like it's kind of, their EPs in, genu- in, in general Kind of feel like extensions of whatever album. Uh, yeah, exactly. The f- lullaby sounds just like the first album, or sounds just like Garland's. Yeah, uh, uh, and then and each one that it was closest closest to, it had, yeah. And I didn't feel them to be that essential at all. No, no, it's no. not. You, for me, I found like maybe like a song here and there that I thought was good. Like mm-hmm. it's all a lark. Yeah, or is that what it's called? I don't recall. It's all but Ark Lark. Yeah, uh, already. Yeah, that's a great song. And then April uh, 1983, Peppermint Pig, um, which I felt like had some more focus on the drums. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, this kind of continuation. So if you yeah, if you enjoy this band, they're obviously worth checking out. But uh, they're not like uh, they're not like fan makers. None of these EPs. No, no. It's yeah. this like yeah, if you like garlands the way we did then definitely check out Mm. these eps so we're on to 1983 head over heels sounds like a lot of delay and reverb it's so (laughs) ridiculous amounts of delay it's so crazy the songs I like and the songs I find out are like fan favorites. Mm, I don't. I still don't know. I mean, I kind of have an idea later on, but for this one, no, I don't know. Yeah, like I'll wait till this song okay. finishes. But I feel like um, immediately you know it's different from the previous album and the EPs. Like, it's just got a different vibe already. Those are some synths right there. Mm -hmm. This is lovely. Getting a little stronger in those vocals. A little more confident. A little clearer. it's a a good song let's say let's talk so yeah like i guess people really like sugar hiccup i did not oh interesting 
Really? That's a fan favorite? That's a fan Dude, favorite. Okay. Not that I thought it was bad, uh-huh. but like it didn't stand out to me initially. Dude, first listen to this album, it was my worst. I was like, oh, really? well, this is, fu- I fucking hate this. And I was really bothered that her vocals were so drowned out in reverb and that the drums were so heavy on the reverb. It was, it just felt very sloppily, a, a very sloppy use of reverb on the entire album. And then I noted Sugar Hiccup as I hating it. I hated it. <laughs> but then I finished the discography. I went back and I was like, and on my notes, it says, holy shit, is it so much better than the light? Like this yeah. stuff. I really appreciated that song all of a sudden. And then there's even other songs that like, uh, what, what song is that? I can't even read my fucking right. Glass Candle Grenade or mm. Glass Candle Grenades. Uh, I didn't like it at first. I thought it was ugly and annoying. Second listen, I was like, no, this is good. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I was so confused with myself. <laughs> like, what, do, what the fuck do I even like? <laughs> I I mean, I didn't do like you did and like went back. I just kind of listened to them in order. Mm-hmm. I did the two times like back to back. Um, there is st- also this is as a duo of Guthrie and Frazier. Uh, the bass player is gone. So mm-hmm. it's just the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um the following song after the opener, uh, five ten fifty fold. Like, mm. there's a sax on there, and I'm not really a fan of saxes, but, especially in the in the eighties. But I, yeah, I like that's that. I like, I like that song it's, as well as the opening track, which is was it when Mama was Moth, mm-hmm. yeah, that which we were just listening to. Very good, but yeah, uh, five ten fifty fold is very good, very good too. Uh, the Tinderbox. There's like some added uh, percussion. That's just not like standard drum machine sounds mm-hmm. stuff that's real interesting or i think so mm-hmm. and then like multi-fold is like this weird almost has like a twin peaks vibe to it it's like swing goth rock in a way it's a it's an interesting song mm-hmm. um but yeah definitely like stretching their creative muscles and and growing on this album i feel like yeah it's more interesting than the first one I just didn't. I just didn't enjoy it as much. Didn't feel it uh, as hooky. Well, none of it was as hooky. Um, way, it's like produced like it's darker, but it, the songs aren't darker, which mm-hmm. which was interesting to me. Like it's produced like to the to the fucking nth degree. All the shoegazy spaciness, all the all mood, but the, it was like Sugar Hiccup is a fucking pop song. <laughs> yeah, like there was none of that on the first album. No, no, yeah. nothing remotely poppy on the first album. They're getting there here. But yeah, I don't know something about it because I listened to it the same day I listened to uh, Garland's. And I don't know. There was something about this album that was so different from the second one that I was just like, oh, shit, I want to I want to see where this band is going. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Like, I want to see how they follow each album up. Right, right, right. I thought I was going to feel that way going in, and I did not. I was, I swear <laughs> to God, dude, when I first heard this one, I thought, boy, do I hope it gets better from here on out. I was upset. Like, oh, boy. I don't know what, where my headspace was at, that I, I hated it so much the first couple times I listened to it, and then I went back, and that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think, honestly, it might be like a... I just by the end of it, I kind of figured out what I should be listening for mm-hmm. and not listening to what I want to be listening for. Yes. Like that's a listen, great way to <laughs> Yeah, they're they're gonna play the songs that they're fucking good at writing. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm gonna stop hoping for the more of the first album or stop hoping for more of this because that's just not what's gonna happen. 
So I, I guess I can go back and appreciate what they are good at. Yeah, you're going to have a bad time otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's move on. Uh, so again, we got oh, okay. two EPs. Okay. Uh, the first one, I, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, April 1984, the Spangle Maker uh, is when they bring in Raymond, the multi-instrumentalist guy. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Pearly... Uh, Duke drops and Pepper Tree are real good. All right, all right, fair enough. All right. So that's what I got to say about those two EPs. No, right. And so then, so we're in November 1984. This is Treasure. Here's some acoustic guitars, Alex. Very, very pretty. Full on new wave. Not I, really. Not really. No, exactly. it's no. it's no. a weird album in the, in the like the best way I think. It's, an, it's super interesting because right here, it's like a, it's obviously not goth like the first album, but it still kind of feels that way with the with the with the bells mm-hmm. in the background and stuff. I think she's just like got a, a gothy voice. She certainly does, and she's got a ghost voice. Yeah, she's got the voice of a ghost. It, it's so Scottish too. To me. Oh, really? I never thought about that. That's interesting. I mean, that's kind of like when you think of like Scottish ballads. It's kind of like what she's doing, right? Maybe. I mean, I only think of goddamn Scarborough Fair. <laughs> Fucking don't want to do that. Okay, let's talk about it. So best album, best album. Okay, and we're gonna have a tribe called Quest. Yeah, I know, I know, right, dude. Okay, so this was my best after I listened to it like fucking five times, and I listened to another one as many times, and listened to the first mm-hmm. one because I don't think this is a perfect album at all. I think it's damn near perfect. You're, I have actually. your fucking mind. Yeah, we agree that it's the best, but hey, we're not agreeing on how it's the best. Okay, because. <laughs> This wasn't an, it was not an easy one for me because when I first listened to it, my first ignorant walkthrough of all the albums, at the end of it, I wrote down the words, okay, album, swear to God. And then they didn't get better. Yeah. <laughs> so I went back and don't get me wrong. This album has some of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Beatrix is one of the, one of, maybe one of my favorite songs of all time. It's a crazy song that sounds like it could be on the Castlevania soundtrack. Okay. So I don't know who's picking the last song for this. Probably you, because you seem to like the band more than I do. Oh, I think we should this rock paper scissors right now at the end. Oh, at the end, at the end, because I want to hear Beatrix. I think the you know world- I'm fine with that. We this unanimously decided. Okay, yeah. it's such an incredible song. Mm-hmm. It's super operatic. It has vocal overdubs all over the place. It's fucking melancholic or uh, melancholy. I don't even know what the, the right adjective form of that word is because I'm stupid. Uh, it's so interesting and it feels old. It feels like it was written centuries ago. Yes. It obviously wasn't. Yes. Because we're alive. What? But, but and it's obviously modernized. It's not, it's not like an old, an actual Baroque sounding song. It just feels dark and creepy and not quite sad. I think uh I think when you're in Europe and you got like those castles and you got a <laughs> It's lot- a castle song. It's yeah. a fucking castle song. Yeah, you got like a lot of history in Europe. So I could see how songs like this would happen. Yeah. Um, Amelia, another one where 
that has to be a fan favorite, right? Is that a fan favorite? Is it? I don't know. Uh, because that that song, I don't know if it is actually. That that vocal line is haunting. It's so good. Put on a little bit of Amelia. My God, it's it's wonderful. Like this album, well, it's loading. This album is through me for such a loop. Dude. That's so good. Dude. Right here. Oh my god. Yeah. It was I can listen to this for hours, dude. It wasn't until this album that I noticed her vocals are crazy. Like usually I'm not like paying attention to the vocals like too much. I'm like, let me say this. I'm not like in awe usually. Mm-hmm. Usually it's like Bjork and Mike Patton. Yeah. I mean two and- of the fucking greatest and then another one of mike's favorite occasionally cedric of uh, the most volta uh but no Patton and bjork we can agree on that yeah, yeah. those were like my big two vocalists mm-hmm. and now elizabeth fraser is one Fuck for sure yes dude like is it there's anything i took from this band it's how creative she is and how it's creepy to me like her I'll voice s- creeps me out and i love it also she's like you and she doesn't care about lyrics and a lot of this is just nonsense <laughs> yeah it's just is noises it? yeah that's I mean, why some of the song titles are, are crazy yeah because she's just making words and there's like uh lots of disputes about uh what her lyrics are and aren't so. what is her what is her thoughts on the matter uh, Fucking, who cares <laughs> well yeah she keeps some of them guarded so later on i think in garland she was saying real words mm. um but in this album this full on yeah i was wondering like what do, she's saying she's just doing whatever just she feels whatever s- sounds happen yeah it doesn't necessarily have to be a real word so uh, that's actually interesting because for those who sing you know that depending on which range you're singing at or which register and stuff, uh, you got to twist words to fit certain vowel sounds. So like, she said, fuck that. I'm this, I'm just going to make this, the vowel sounds, fuck the words. Yeah. Like if you, uh, let's say for example, Chris Cornell, who is one of, was one of the greats. Uh, if you take, I got like a, 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 I don't know, something from, I don't know, fucking, I don't know, a famous song, Outshined or something. You take like the, the high parts where he's screaming mm-hmm. and you, you take the way he's pronouncing the words and you sing them lower you'll sound like an idiot yeah. because the way you're pronouncing them has to be changed based on how you're, you know, mm-hmm. just in terms of resonances and stuff. So I like that. She's just cutting that part out entirely. Fuck it. Fuck the words entirely. Yeah. To make the sound, make the and, noise. A, obviously very liberating for her and mm-hmm. a smart choice. Uh, you want to know something crazy about this? What's though. it? What's it? So I guess we'll do the thing that'll piss you off the yeah. most. Uh, okay. uh, of course, Robert Smith listened to this on his wedding did day. He? Did of he? Of course did he, he did. He <laughs> Of course he fucking did. Make me bad. Uh, you gotta explain that to, to Oh, so if you've never checked out, because I'm continuing the trend of talking about corn on every episode. <laughs> if you've never checked out corn unplugged, some genius thought it would be a good idea to have corn do unplugged. And they do a version of make me bad with the cures in between days. And they bring like in a mishmash of it. And yeah, they bring in Robert Smith. And it's not like musically, it's pretty good musically, but Robert Smith and Jonathan Davis are just such con- like 
two guys who should not be on a song together. And it's the funniest shit ever. Make that now out again. Make me bad. He sounds so sad and miserable. I guess that's what he he's done for. Okay. So then the other crazy shit is Raymond felt the album was rushed and unfinished. And Guthrie thought it was an abortion. Oh, Really? Like, they had no idea what they had recorded. They just kind of felt that they were rushed into putting this out and they didn't even like realize really what they had. So that's crazy. That is cra- you know what? That reminds me uh, similarly to uh, the punk band Rudimentary P&I. Mm-hmm. Have you heard them before? No, I have not. They're very, very spastic punk band. Very interesting. And uh, they have this album called Cacophony, which is a, a concept album based on Lovecraft stories. And it's an incredible album. It's fucking bananas. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to that. It's so weird and crazy, and it's silly, and it's 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 absolutely unlike any other punk album, and it's basically unanimous, unanimously regarded as the best, like okay. by far, and like they, one of the best punk albums ever. The bass player, he not only does he regret it, he hates that it exists. Holy he, shit! He and ever every, every every album after that. He tried, he just distanced himself from that sound. He changed everything to make them sound shittier and generic <laughs> and fucking worthless. And every other member of the band, the singer and the drummer, like that was obviously the best. It was the best mm-hmm. album. It was the best creatively. Uh, so I don't understand. I, I think they came around and they like yeah, realized the genius. But at first they were just like, no, this that's is a, not. It, it fascinates me though. Like with the, the, what the actual creator thinks about this shit. Like if you're not even it, like, I no guess, how good a thing is if you're not proud of it, does it, what is it? I could see when you're too close to it. Cause we've done episodes where I'm like, that's not going to be fun to listen to. Mm. And then I've listened to it. I'm like, that that's was cool. fucking great. Yeah. yeah cool. So I could see how that happens when you're so close. Dude, to That it. happens to me in, in a, a really negative way. Uh, kind of conversely with performing, like I'll write a song that I'll, I'll feel is like, Oh, this is, I love this. This is one of the best things I've written and I'll perform it. I was like, that didn't work at, all nothing about that worked at all it's just not work in a live setting so there's still there's clearly some disconnect with creating something and being close to it it's it's very fascinating to me mm-hmm. uh before we move on here uh so i was talking about how she sounds like the band is very scottish to me mm-hmm. i'm gonna play some uh fest fest for oh it's uh the track four yes that's uh persephone persephone named I'm after an the, idiot. one of the greek goddesses i believe yes uh earlier in uh garland she was singing about egyptian gods Mm -hmm. and goddesses so um i'm gonna play some of this because to me it's it's very scottish and it's such a drum machine (laughs) it's very industrial yeah it's very industrial it almost sounds like big black's drum machine like the way it's produced Mm -hmm. Sounds like it's gonna go into like some kind of soul funk. That's funk, but like a soul it's, song. It's kind of similar to multifoiled. Oh, it's so cool. But it's changed. Start to what are we like over forty seconds? Yeah. It's changed so much. Oh, love that. Ah, beautiful, Elizabeth. Will you marry me, <laughs> Elizabeth? Will you marry me? Okay. Oh, God damn it, I love damn, a fucking voice. Damn, that album. Dude, that fucking yodel thing. It's so goddamn cool. I, I fucking adore that so much. That album's a life ruiner. Uh, and here's the, the, 
so I, I'm still gushing a little bit because it's still a fucking great album, but <laughs> we could probably just talk about this album. But there were, I didn't love all of it. And there was a lot of like, what ultimately made me decide this was the best was just because I don't like a song does not mm-hmm. mean it's a good song. Mm-hmm. So I really felt that on a lot of songs, but uh, the one that sticks out the, the clearest to me is uh, Pandora for Cindy. Um, mm-hmm. It just rubs me the wrong way. I don't like it, but I know it's a good song. It's a good fucking song. It is objectively a good song. I just don't like it, but because it's a good song, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, all right, well, this is not a good album now just because I don't like it when I can actually appreciate it. Sure. It's a, it's a very stepping out of yourself kind of thing for me. I was like so floored by it. I was like, I want to give it best. But if you go into Apple music, you see the stupid essential. Albums. Yeah. Oh, the like, bullshit. It's it, always wrong. Oh, it's not always wrong, but it's often wrong. It, yeah. Or it's, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing, but I saw something else was on there and I'm like, I don't want to blow my load too early, but I think, I think it's going to take it. And it fucking did. Mm. Um, so good. So uh, that's both of our best. Uh, you should definitely check this out. If like, man, just vocally alone. Yes. <laughs> Damn, man. Yes. So if good. you're a fan of this crazy vocals, please, please listen to this. Um, so they released an EP in March of 85. And uh, I think there's some good songs on there. Uh, <laughs> Quiscus, Quiscus. Where am I? Look at my Oh, Quiquos. Quiquos. I don't know. Quico. That song's good. Check that, yeah, check that song out. And then uh, Rocco is, or Rocco is, uh, it's a real. Rococo. Rococo. I'm, dude, this band the, yeah, was I like, know. I'm going to fuck you up, Alex. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you up. Um, it's a real rocking song that doesn't really fit them, but it's, it's real fun. Mm. And then in November of 85, they put out two EPs like back to back and it was supposed to be to like test out the new studio they were in. And they were this like, that sounds really good. Uh, It's not like what we envisioned for the album Mm -hmm. because technically it's an album's worth with a tiny dynamy and echoes in a shallow bay. Mm -hmm. Um, Technically, if you put the two together, it's an album, but it's not like what they envision. Right, 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 right. Um, so are we on to 86? Yes. This is Victoria Land. So nice and pleasant compared to the other stuff we've been listening to. <laughs> I feel like I need a uh, dream catchers and wind chimes hanging above me. I have a dream catcher over. How many has it caught so far? Just, I don't two, know if it's two, working. Three. I don't know if it's working. Mm. I don't like the dreams I've been having for a while. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. They're weird dreams, man. They're weird. Don't smoke weed then. Oh, no. No, wait, no, no wait. wait. Smoking weed makes you forget your dreams more. Because uh, you, you dream every night regardless. I, Man, I feel like in my... Oh, as I'm getting older, like weeds not having a good effect on me, like how it used to. I, I stopped smoking weed about ten years ago. Yeah, like, I stopped. I, I started getting real fucking it's not cool with it. Yeah. Fucking funny thing to talk. About. I know. I mean, it's nothing's happening with the music so far. 
It's just this ambient stuff. How long is this song? Uh, it's about six minutes. Whew. And it's called Lazy Calm. It's a apt, aptly, uh, one second, aptly perfect title for... Yeah. Uh, However, you know, I do got to say this is probably a good representation of the album. It kind of is. Yeah. Uh, although it works better for me than the next album without talking about the next album. All right, let's talk then because uh, that thing is going to take about six yeah, hours yeah. to actually start up. Uh, I This was the second album I gave worst album to <laughs> before eventually changing my mind. I, I hated, it. hated this album so much. Uh, I don't anymore. I don't hate it anymore. Okay, I'm glad you saw the light. Yeah, yeah. Uh, drums are gone. Pre- almost Pretty much. One, like 98% the drums are gone. There's like some because, percussive elements in a, in a couple songs. Yeah, because they never had a drummer. Right. Just, just, but they just decided to not use the drum machine. Although I think, I think Guthrie is real, like, uh, real smart the way he programs and makes beats. Mm-hmm. To me, he's a beat maker. Mm. If uh, I think he could have, in an alternate universe, uh, been a hip hop producer. So, interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, back to the album. The it's all mood, ambience, and eeriness for the most part. It's, it's all. F- like especially uh, Fraser's Vogue was like everything. Everything is floaty. Like her, her voice on here to me is like another synth. There's like synths all over the place. There's no bass lines. There's no like mm-hmm. concrete. It's just all floaty, spacey, airy, pretty, it's, and nothing to grab onto for me. It's so weird because it's inspired by the Antarctic or Antarctica, and uh, I'm so used to associating that with like brutalness uh cthulhu (laughs) uh metal things right i'm like this is not like what i associate yeah it's pretty it's Uh, all pretty yeah it's real pretty um hopefully i'm gonna play feet like fins hopefully this doesn't have a blown out intro if it does i'm just gonna fast forward i really like the guitar and the some of the percussion on here Mm This is also another album you could uh, you could listen to on your wedding day. A more it's way more appropriate, I feel. Yeah, but if you wear makeup and put your hair like that, yeah, don't then... don't tease your hair on your wedding day, dude. <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, you know what? Who am I to judge? You know, this is working out for him. Although I don't know how happy Robert Smith is, to be completely fair. Man, he just seems unhappy. All right, I might fast forward a yeah, little yeah, bit just, just to get into just the tad. meat and potatoes. I fast forward it. The same, same thing still happening. And you see why I hate it the first time I heard it? There we go. There we go. This is the part where I was like, yeah. yeah. Those fucking uh, little congos. Yep. That's pretty. And then, yeah, I don't know. Because Raymond plays guitar sometimes, mm-hmm. so I I don't know who's playing guitar right. on uh, each each track, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, and then of course I like a song called Little Spacey. I I like that one too. That's so when I went back to this, of course, like I said, and I enjoyed it a lot more. I started writing down. And I was like, holy shit, that song is pretty. Like uh, like uh, how to bring a, a blush of the snow. I think it's yeah. I yeah. think it's Blushers. Like that one a lot throughout the the dark months of April, May. Real good, and of course, Little Spacey's on there as well. Uh, those are all good songs. It is a. This is a good album. It's not. 
It is not for me. It is definitely not my kind of album, but I, I still appreciate it. I do not hate it. It is not my worst. I will I will say that uh I I was like even though I was this like floored with treasure, I like part of me was a little disappointed that this wasn't like treasure, mm-hmm. but then also like that the band doesn't care. They're gonna keep moving forward, like keep up. Like I yeah, I, I always appreciate uh do what you want to do. Don't because if the second you start writing for someone else, there's uh it's not I don't want to say the word real, but man, it's like, why are you doing it then? If it's not making you happy, why are you doing this thing? I think, I think that in all walks of life though, I think that with everything. I agree. And like having like followed the Volta from like beginning to end, um, that's when I learned fans are garbage and artists Mm. like do, do what you want, do what you want Um, all the time. Cause like, man, a, like the people wanting to hear Deloused, like that never stopped, and mm-hmm. it'd be like, dude, we're like 13 years out from that album. Yeah, like it's great. No one's debating that, but like, if you want to hear that, stay home, dude. Man, I got this comment on a a video I posted of uh, me playing this little thing that I wrote, this guitar riff, and it really pissed me off. And it wasn't like a, it wasn't, it was a nice comment, mm-hmm. but. It, it the sentiment behind it bothered me. It was this crazy woman. She was fucking. I was crazy. gonna say, was it me saying this isn't the Katuya twins? <laughs> Cocteau twins, Alex. Cocteau. Uh, it was a. It was a script that I wrote, and it's part of a song that I really liked that I that I wrote, and it's a long song, and it has all these peaks and valleys kind of shit, and it's really hard to play, and it's a solo guitar because I don't have a band, and I, I wrote in the caption. Like I performed it live twice and it didn't really work out. Like mm-hmm. it didn't work the way I wanted. It didn't sound the way I wanted to. I just need a rhythm section behind it. Like mm-hmm. I need something to to remind the listener that there's a beat because it's just too many things happening. So I, I mentioned that and this con- this woman, bless her heart, she meant well. <laughs> she was like, it works if you love it. All right. You got to do what you, you go and get it. You do what you got. I'm like, no, you fucking idiot. Truth is truth. All right. If it doesn't sound right. And I wrote it and I feel like, like, no, this doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. Then it doesn't sound right. It doesn't mean I need someone to encourage me to keep playing a thing that doesn't sound good. Mm-hmm. Like criticism is important. Like it doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. Like I will, you got to do what you got to do. What sounds right to you. I will say going back to bands, just doing whatever they want. It's a reason I love the Melvin so much because if I go to a Melvin show and they play nothing but new stuff, I'm happy. Yeah. If they play nothing but old stuff, I'm happy. Yeah. Like they can literally do what they want. And I think, mo- I, you know, on that same train, uh, first and last time I saw swans. Pff, fucking oh yeah. Like, they're kind of like, I don't know, 2013. It was when the seer came out. So mm-hmm. it was a great time to see them. <clears throat> uh, I believe, I, I think it was at this show. Maybe it was out of t- whatever point is this is a thing that Michael Jira said on stage. He, uh, he was in between songs and if you know swans, they play what just came out and that's, <laughs> that's it, it because their songs are eight hours long each. And one guy in the crowd yelled out like a request, yelled out a song mm. and, uh, gear responds with, uh, well, if it's so fucking good, you play it. <laughs> I like, God damn. That's the best response you could possibly have. God bless you. Yeah. God bless that guy, man. Okay, real quick. Uh, I went to go watch Ohm. 
and this asshole yelled out play dope smoker from sleep the previous band yeah and someone actually went well they're not gonna play that like no shit yeah. they're not gonna play yeah. like man fucking people are fans are garbage that's Fan, all yeah. we're getting at it's funny because that swan story i don't it's been so long that i don't remember if that happened to me or happened to someone else <laughs> i hate that because now i feel like an asshole because if it if it didn't happen to me then i just stole someone's story but anyway let's move on anyways so we got another ep mm-hmm. That was put out in September 86. So if you're keeping track, we're going to do three albums in 86 with Victoria Land. Love is easy. Love's easy tears. Um, Love's easy tears is a little bit like the older stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say like that's worth a listen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, we're in November 1986. This is an album they did. With Harold Bud, yeah, called the Moon and the Melodies. So this is a, uh, it's not under the name Cocteau Twins, right? It's just credited to their actual names, each of them, uh, I, I believe. Well, if you look it up on like, no, 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 no I know, but like, like when it was oh, released, yeah, like, yeah. this is technically not exactly a Cocteau Twins album, even though it is. Damn the, <laughs> it's weird the last. The last album worked for me, <laughs> but man, sometimes this shit, this Gets song is good. old. This is, this is all right. Yeah. It's fucking, it sounds very samey though. Any, any song with Elizabeth Frazier on this album is good. Oh, take me away. It's like a, her voice. I don't, I've been trying to figure out this entire episode, how to really describe it. Uh, I mean, you can hear it, but like how it resonates in my head is like, like a fantasy, like a fantasy voice. Like you would hear it in, like not a Lord of the Rings, you, but like you know what's funny? Kinda. She recorded songs for the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. Come on, come on, come on! So someone else thought, thought the that. same thing, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. She's a great voice. Listen to that, man. Okay, all right. It's, it's hard to turn that down. Um, it is. But yeah, it's the stuff in between where she's not singing that just... Yeah, absolutely. I almost fell asleep every time. You're damn right. That's why it's the worst album. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you... Worst you, fucking up. Holy and, shit. And, and this... Okay, so it's the worst, and it's... I wanted to pick multiple worst. I swear to you. I wanted I, to pick I multiple worst. almost... This, and I do, the only thing keeping me in my head from giving it worst... Uh, was the fact that it's not exactly a Cocteau Twins album because it's not released under the name Cocteau Twins. Mm-hmm. But it fucking is. It's it in is, the discography, it and it's the worst. Dude, there are four, I believe, I think, four actual songs, and then in between are these insanely long, bullshit ambient, do-nothing-for-eight-minute songs. Minimalism, yeah. Boring bullshit. Dude, it's infuriating. Infuriating. I <laughs> I got all worked up. I'm sorry. I just felt I just wanted to fall asleep. I didn't get angry, but yeah, I uh I can see where Mike's coming from and yeah, this was not a uh, a high point and I was this like, man, I don't feel like you're this is kind of when I was like, man, I loved like the previous albums, that journey. Yeah. The yeah. journey we went on. What happened? What happened to you guys? Took a detour. Took like a detour that I did not care for. It's the, the my it, 
to double down <laughs> as if I needed to do that. The thing I actually really enjoyed in this album is the final minute of the final track. That's okay. how, and it's real good, but it's the final minute of the final track of an entire album that I did not like. Even, mm-hmm. even the actual songs, I felt like they were just weaker than anything on the albums before it. They're, they're compared to the ambient bullshit in between. They're great. Yeah. But compared to their actual good songs, not great for me. Uh, I had nothing about this album that made me want to go back to it. Nothing. Like, like I said, I would just go back to the, the tracks with uh, like if I was adding it to my library, just the uh, the vol- the ones where she's singing. And then even then I'm out on board. The rest. Yeah. Uh, this is a this is not a great. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what else I could possibly say. I'm just going to be shitting all over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, yeah. then make start a, a podcast, start a podcast. I was going to say the same <laughs> fucking thing. Sorry. <laughs> Surprisingly, no EPs, no EPs released. And mm. they took a full like two years to put this out. This is 1980 blue bell. 88, my bad. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all hot and bothered by this wonderful, yep. wonderful, hot and bothered, tongue tied. So 1988 Blue Bell Knoll. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Whoa, what's, what's going on here? And then at first you're like, oh, am I getting treasure part two? That's what I thought. No, you are. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yes. vocals are still interesting yeah i was very those harmonies are really nice i was very underwhelmed by this Mm -hmm. and i thought i was being too harsh on it right Uh, um it's better than the moon and the melodies yep but to me i think they this works so well in the dark and this is still kind of light and breezy. It kind of this feels like this two to Victoria Land. I think it's much worse than that. <laughs> yeah, I, I really didn't like this. This is this is the album where I had to write down. I don't think I like this band. Yeah, because it's new wavy, generic, boring, uh, prettiness with no substance. I felt like it was just more of the same shit, but just not interesting. Like I could predict every chord change and I'm just bored. Well, there's a reason for that. Why uh, is that? Guthrie has a real bad Coke problem. Oh, does he now? While they're recording this, I'm like, Oh, that oh. all makes sense. That's no good. Um, and yeah, I don't know if they didn't tour for this album because of his Coke problem or if they are not fans of it, but either way, they didn't even like tour for really ironically. This is the first album where they got major U.S. distribution too. So that is a very seems very silly decision to not tour. Yes, or uh, yeah, or not. Like I guess it was the '80s. You know, you're not going to have an intervention. But uh, yeah, so that kind of explains why the album was a miss. Mm. 
it sound for the most part it, it sounds like like background music in an 80s movie mm-hmm. uh i still think fraser is doing some awesome things as she usually does but at this point in my my time with the band the honeymoon period with her vocals is, is over. Like, really? I need more than just you sounding cool. Like, I need yeah. good songs at this point. And this mm-hmm. album fucking really let me down. Yeah, yeah. So we were both <laughs> underwhelmed. Yeah. By Blue Bell Null. And uh, having a bad Coke habit will fucking do that. Dude, don't fucking do Coke, man. Don't don't, don't do it. Not that I know anything. Do, I do know things about Coke. I have, I have a lot of experience. I have a, man, I've had a wild life, dude. Dude, honestly, <laughs> y'all don't know, but I've had a wild fucking life. <laughs> Let's move on, huh? <laughs> All right. Yeah, this bringing up bad feelings. And then, yeah, uh, they've hilarious. like taken a break with the EPs. So now we'll go for another two years to 1990. This is Heaven or Las Vegas. Where is this at? Sergeant Peppers? Yes, this is uh, Goth Rock, Sergeant Peppers. So this is like considered their best. Oh, is it now? It is. Is it now? I had a feeling. Sure, sure sounds new wavy from here. It, does, it is new wave. It is all new wave. That's pretty, but it's. I feel like I've heard it before. Mm-hmm. Not even this song, just many things like it. I feel like the next song is more bonkers, though. I don't remember the next song. All right, let's talk. All right. All right, so that's uh, f- fine. <laughs> I guess. Hey, hey, guess what I feel about this album? You don't like it. I don't care for it. I, I, I like. You really? I think this is what should have happened after Victoria Land. I mean, I don't disagree. I think it's significantly better than the one before it, the Blue Bell. No, uh, but at the end of it, I felt as eh, is that okay? It's okay. I think so. What happened here is uh, there's a lot of shit going on with the band. Uh, Raymond's father passed away. Uh, Fraser is pregnant, of course, with Guthrie's child. Um, and his coke problem is still out of control. Ooh. And then so too, uh, Raymond to cope with his father passing away, this kind of threw himself in the studio to stay, stay busy. Uh-huh. And so this is kind of like his album because Guthrie is checked out and the way they record music is they record the music and then they bring in Frazier afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it's this Raymond pretty much in the studio, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, taking control and, and shaping it. Um, like I said, uh, that song, it's weird that it's called cherry colored funk because the next song is way more funky and so weird. I don't think she's saying actual words, but they're like Indian inspired and it's funky and it's such a weird song. So I'm going to play some of Pitch the baby. Oh, ready. Also, she says real words on this album. Ooh, wow, that's wild. 
What she credited to as the birth of her child. She felt like she had clarity. Interesting. Still sounds like gibberish. So weird. I wish they weren't so fucking buried. They're really buried. The vocals? Yeah. Yeah, that guitar is. It's overbearing, yeah. Um, yeah, so not necessarily that song, but she said after she gave birth, she felt like she had like clarity and mm-hmm. felt inspired to write uh, real words. You do, man. I, yeah. And also, it's words re- are hard if you don't have anything behind it. Yeah. It's real sweet. They put the album out uh, on her child, uh, her and Guthrie's child, uh, Lucy Bell. So they put the, she gave birth during recording mm-hmm. and they put the album out on her very first birthday. Oh, so that's super that's sweet. That's very sweet. I wish I liked the album more. <laughs> Man, uh, they just feel so bland. <laughs> oh, then obviously not all of them. Like, uh, what is it? What's what? 5050 clown. Is that what it's called? I believe something like that. Because I can't read writing. I should just bring my laptop closer. I don't know why I'm not having dinner sooner. Yeah. 5050 uh, clown. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, also, uh, I wear your ring. I like that one a lot. Uh, like the, the whole like the last handful of songs are actually pretty good like this isn't a bad album at all yeah like uh, Fro Fro Foxes and Midsummer Fires mm-hmm. that was uh, Raymond wrote that the day after his father died so Ooh. yeah that's yeah that's right that's like for his dad in a way yeah, been there <laughs> not with the, the dad dying but definitely writing a thing in a, during a death um, overall though as a whole I do feel like this is great for people like this is what I feel most people think of when they think of 80s music. They think of something that sounds like that. I think it's weirder. I don't know why they blew up and why this is considered. I don't feel they. Well, it's see, it's see. I don't feel like it's weird, but I I I can see why it fit the time. It fits what people like generally about this entire genre. Mm -hmm. I yeah. I just you know it to me. It makes more sense evolutionary like where they were going it makes it makes sense and all things considered it's just fucking it's crazy they to me that uh they cranked it out um and then you got songs like wolf and the breast like it's so sweet it's so nice well wait sweet how like the way it sounds oh oh we're all about uh, that yeah so fresh my memory This is immediately boring to me. Really? Yeah. Immediately bored by this. It's nice, but I've heard this before. I've uh, definitely okay. heard things like this. And even she's not doing anything that interesting. Yeah. That, I, I don't know. Whatever. I, I get it. No, I, I get it. Just because, like, again, what, just because mm-hmm. I don't like it doesn't mean I don't understand why people do enjoy stuff like this like if you love 80s music at all you're gonna like this album i feel like yeah not despite what people say not as impressive as treasure not even close not even fucking (laughs) not even a little bit close i i get i get it like if at the time if you had never heard of the band and then this came out like seemingly out of nowhere Mm mm-hmm like I still think it's real weird and strange at times, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, 
Yeah, and then I just appreciate the uh, the gusto to push through all the crazy shit that was going on. That's usually the best time to push through, push yeah. through stuff is when something's really, really rough. So I, I do commend them for that. Uh, any EPs? Uh, no, no. Okay. They went on a drought of EPs. So we'll go on to 1993 Four Calendar Cafe. This is a cool opening track, I think. Yeah. It feels like a... Oh, man, so much 80s acoustic guitar. Yeah. I mean, they've had it for a while, but this... It's it's really at the uh, forefront of sure this is. album. Yeah. Is that still a drum machine? I don't... I don't know, because, yeah, these... Sound better. Yeah, these later albums sound like real drums. Okay, that's a, a short clip, but also uh, not not too uh, misleading for the rest of the album. Uh, least favorite, for sure. I it's it's uh, yeah, it's okay. I didn't like this. This is definitely one I because Heaven or Las Vegas kind of bought me back in. Uh-huh. But, but then this bought me immediately back back out. Da- yeah, I I really hate this album. Like I really <laughs> fucking hate this album. And so this is it was, I was fighting with myself over which is the worst, this one or um, fucking Moon. What the hell is it called? Uh, moon, moon of the Melodies. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, I just I decided that that one was the worst one because I don't think anyone would really enjoy that. Because because of how much boring ambience there is, mm-hmm. this one, this one rubs me the wrong way, and from beginning to fucking end, wow. I hate every song pretty much. Uh, it's so boring. It's so generic. It's all been done a gajillion fucking times. It's all the genre of eighties new wave shit. There's nothing interesting about it to me. Nothing redeemable. I hate this album. Uh, it, it's not their brightest moment. But considering what we're coming up on, I think it's listenable. Um, I felt like it was like music to me. This it what affected about, me the same uh, as music. Thief and wandering around lost. That felt a little more in line. Go ahead and put that baby on with their older. so bored by this I hate this anyone can write this anyone can write this yeah uh, not bringing Mike around on that song no but uh yeah I mean they should have they should have broken up yep all things (laughs) what was was happening oh just the the coke habit (laughs) still he's still at the coke and still at it i think he may have gone to rehab but it has it it's ruined the relationship between him and elizabeth that's sad i think they're like on the verge of divorce at this point yeah i'm sure they're long divorced but by now or on the verge i now or oh yeah by now They are. Um, they were actually supposed to get back together in 06 mm-hmm. 
for Coachella. And then I think she called it off like a month before the show. Wow. She's like, I can't, I can't bear the thought of sharing the stage with that dude. Oh my God. It's gotten that bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like 10. Yeah. Even like 10 years after they broke up, she's like, that's sad, dude. That that's dude. fucking so sad, but people suck, dude. People are awful. Hey. Everyone should be alone forever. I mean, he, I mean, it sounds like he was in the wrong and I totally respect Dude, her any, for, for feeling that anytime way. Anytime you're on it, you you got a bad coke habit, you're definitely in the wrong. You're yes. definitely in the wrong. I don't care. Man, who's more justified than coke addicts though? Who feels more justified? Like honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, I think, damn, who was it that I, I think they would have got paid like two, $2.5 million each for oh that show. God. Each? Each. Each. Yeah. So Hold on. They, I, need, I need a second. Hold on. A month away from the show. I mean. Oh, my God. Imagine hating. Like, obviously, she's probably smart with her money and lives yeah. comfortably. But. Uh, oh, my it, oh, my God. It's someone so who lives paycheck to paycheck. Oh, my God. So I, can, I can't imagine. Oh like. God. Yeah, okay. my my worst enemy for two point five million. I'll suck it up for one show. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking throw something right now. That's okay. So we're we're all poor, dude. Dude, fuck. Okay, I respect her decision. I respect you, the shit out of it. Never ever fucking work with someone you don't want to work with. Yep. Ever. I stand by that one thousand percent. It makes me. Well, the reason I'm so angry is that she can say no to that much money, having just released these albums, which I don't think are that great. <laughs> like, fuck dude so many of these albums are like ah, dude that's not that great fucking come on man man but good honor <laughs> i did get to see her with massive attack which was way better i bet one knife i can like, fell in love with her yeah god damn uh all right i don't like this whatever we all know how i feel let's let's move on so good lord somehow they managed to put out three eps none of which i fucking cared for really yeah. yeah snow fine lights and otherness so we'll just jump straight ahead to the last album we're at the end of our journey for love of god good lord 1996 and also a lot of these songs or a few of these songs ended up being on uh milk and kisses same drums which might may or may not be real it sounds uh super 90s your face uh, is saying a thousand words i mean obviously by process of elimination i wonder yeah i wonder what you're gonna feel about this one but i'll wait till the music okay you do this She sounds super foreign. At first, I was like, this isn't so bad. And then each song, I just fucking... Okay, let's... uh. So this is my worst album. And here's where we're going to fight. I like this album. Whole, whoa. Oh, I liked it a lot. This was what almost my fuck? best. This was what almost my fuck? best. Yeah. No way. <laughs> this... To me, it's by far the most boring. Like I don't know. I do not understand that. Okay. Lackluster fucking Oh man. I only I only liked like two songs, and one is for a ridiculous reason. 
Explain what's, what it is and what's the reason. Okay, so I'll just play a little bit of Ups, and then I will explain why I think it's funny or worth listening to. I'll just fast forward it. Okay. Bear with me. Okay. All right. All right. Like that. Fuck it. Yep. Is that why? Yeah, that's why. Because she wasn't done? Okay. Let me explain to you why you're wrong, Alex. Because she went Cardi B before okay. Cardi B. That is that is pretty rad. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So during my first run, I'll listen, I'll listen to two albums. Oh, no. I mean, listen to each album two times. I did it one by one chronologically. I got to this album and and I already liked it. What the fuck? I got to this song. I was like, oh, hold on. One of my first line of notes, the first what? line of my notes. What were they? It was, I'm reading it right here. Don't get your hopes up, Mike. Yeah. That's how, that's how. That's good advice. When, you know, when I first heard that, I was like, I think I like this. Don't get your hopes up. It's going to let you down. And then each song, I not each song. This is not a perfect though. There's a lot of songs in here I don't like. But what is this? Uh, Where is that called? Uh, Half Gifts. You can deny me some half gifts. I'm, Put on that motherfucker. I don't have it in my notes, so it can't be that good. You <laughs> half gifts track four. These chord changes made me so happy. It's I fucking gorgeous. The only other song I liked was "Seekers Who Are Lovers" because the vocals were so good. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. These chord changes. Is this carnival music, Mike? Shh. Fucking heart wrenching. You Werner Herzog. You're just, and it goes back to minor right here. It's fucking gorgeous. How it how it switches moods like that. Uh, really interesting, smart chord changes, and that caught me off guard like a motherfucker. I haven't heard an interesting chord change in this band in like four fucking albums. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what is what is this song called? Uh, how do you pronounce this motherfucker? As uh, a rookie, rookie and heart. Rookie and Heart, Ralkie and Heart, whatever the fuck. Fucking gorgeous as well. Absolutely love that. It's not ups. God damn. I don't fucking care for this song. Oh, but it, it gets better. It gets so good. What a fucking. I'll just go a few minutes. Then. Yeah, yeah. Give it to me. Like two minutes. Right here. harmonies are fucking really nice they're really smart too interesting harmonies that aren't obvious i don't know maybe i'm too close to it like maybe, maybe. listen to too much uh you did comment on uh seekers who are lovers yes dude the vocals great vocals uh, we can agree on that amazing they're like upright they sound to be in a morricone soundtrack yes they sound exactly like that they're fucking gorgeous Ooh. oh man that's the one thing super oh one thing we can agree so beautiful and, and you know what's Speaking of angelic fucking vocals, what is it? Uh, Epardu? 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 E-P-E-R-U? I, I see yep. a track, eh? uh, So angelic. Vocals are so fucking angelic. More I, so than I feel like on a, it's been in, in a while. Maybe, She's been singing kind of normal for the past few albums. I just really felt like the thrill was gone, and they were going through the motions on this. I disagree entirely. It seems this whole album feels really I, heartbreaking to me. I, I, well, I think because it's maybe you got that because it's like the end. Like they knew they were done. But 
I've heard a lot of shitty last albums, man. Yeah. That I, yeah this, and I was not even, I wouldn't like this band. I, on the, like a, a, an album before this, maybe two albums before this, I wrote, I hate this band on my notes. <laughs> like I did not like them. And then I got to this like, Oh, Ooh, Ooh, this is pretty. This is very interesting to me. I like this. Huh. I don't want to start talking like Jeff Goldblum, but yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think initially you're just like being too hard on them because like I said, how many bands like really like have a inner, like full blown, every album is interesting. Uh, not a lot. We'd like, we, I mean, we just did I, death and then I think that's like, a great, I mean, we keep going back to that because it's our one example, but I think the bulk of their career though is fucking impressive. Impressive. Sure. Enjoyable for me. No, for the most part. Ah, you're crazy. And, and you're I get, crazy. I, I went back and I can definitely appreciate it. I do not hate it the way I did okay. the first time, but and I don't hate this band. I just, yeah. I don't feel compelled to listen to anything other than a lot of treasure and, even the, even though Garland's is my favorite, it, like it's more of my favorite as a whole, more so mm-hmm. than I don't like love any individual track. Like the way Treasure like has tracks that are fucking amazing, and this one I feel the songs that I named, those ones stand out to me. That like, I would go back to those songs. I, those those are those move me. Yeah, I think Garland's Head Over Hills, Treasure, Victoria Land, and uh, Heaven or Las Vegas, all all solid, worthy. Of being in my collection if I ever get money to buy albums again. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh I I am lukewarm in this band. I was uh disappointed by them. Like very much so. I definitely appreciate them and I get see why people do love them based on the shit that blew me away. Because mm-hmm. this band had moments where I was blown away. Some bands don't even have one. I, I know. I know that. I just become I've become accustomed to a certain standard of living, Alex. <laughs> I expect more from my albums. No, uh, I, 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 I'll say it a million times. I'll say it a million times more just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's not good. Mm-hmm. And I do feel that strongly about treasure and uh, some of the albums in that entire area. But I do like this one. I don't know why I, I don't know why you, okay, you know what? I will concede one point. Uh, and it's the reason why I couldn't give this best, even though I didn't want to, I did want to. Uh, it's because every song feels the same. Uh, tempo wise. Yeah. Uh, beat wise. Uh, That's what did it. It's really monotonous. Uh, when you listen to it, not paying attention to the actual songwriting. That's mm-hmm. what I liked about it was the songwriting. They feel the same though. They all feel even, the same. Even like listening to this album, reading like before reading about all the issues, like I felt like the thrill was gone. Mm-hmm. Like the, there was no passion left, even without knowing mm-hmm. all the shit mm-hmm. that was going on. Yeah, probably. It's not a very energetic album. No. They're not a very energetic band, but they've had more moments where they were more yeah. so than, than this one. Uh, I still think it's worthy of your time. I still think it's very, very pretty. Only listen to the last track, Seekers Who Are Lovers. No, no. There's Only a lot of good ones in the beginning. To- God damn it, Alex. That's You're what discrediting pl- this, this album. That's what the playlist is for. It is. It is. There's going to be more songs from this one than you're, you would like, I'm Alex. G- I'm going to delete them when he's <laughs> not looking because it's in my account. <laughs> I'll put some other ones on. Uh, so that's your worst, you fucking monster. But all right. Ah, uh, we're at the end. We're at the end. We did it. We did it. We did it. Oh my God. This was a man, we took a long time for this one. We 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 put it off a few days. We I man, I listened to these a, a lot. It felt 
really long to me. I mean, I guess maybe because the EPs were involved too. That's essentially almost doubling mm-hmm. how many things we had to listen to. I uh, did. I did one of those things where I started off strong and then I fell mm-hmm. <laughs> in the middle. I fell. I fell out and right. then came back. Took it home. Yes. Hated the last but album. <laughs> also, yeah, like we went to a, we were supposed to record. I was ready that day, but we we're like, you know, there's a free uh, Bones UK show. Bones we're, UK. We're doing that instead of podcasting. And it was uh, worth it. Totally worth it. It was worth it. Uh, th- that Bones UK was one of our uh, one of my picks for album. Th- well, best albums of 2019. Uh, it was an acoustic set at Amoeba Records and it was lovely and they were very friendly and they were very talented. And uh, I'm in love with one or both of them. Probably. Who knows? Who knows? Who Who even knows? So to recap, my personal favorite, Garland's 1982. uh, Best album, 1984, Treasure. Worst album, objectively, The Moon and the Melodies, 1986. And least favorite, Four Calendar Cafe, 1993. Alex. And I thought we were going to have a tribe called Quest. I thought so, too. We were close. You know what? For a little bit, we did because I did have Moon as as worst. Okay. It was very close. Very close. But this edged it out. You just so, chose the better album as the worst instead. All right, sure. Yeah. So per- personal favorite, Garland's best treasure. Anyone who says Heaven or Las Vegas is fucking as high, high. as Guthrie is. Um, hopefully he's clean now. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, and then worst. Don't even. You. Not even a debate. Milk. <laughs> And kisses. You're just lying now. There's just definitely a debate. There was a debate. There's, there's there was so, debate. <laughs> so much debate. Uh, thank you so much for listening and watching. We really appreciate it. If you uh, have any feedback or if you want to send us as an artist suggestion for us to talk about, argue about, disagree about, all that, send everything you want to every album ever at gmail.com. You know, like, subscribe, share, tell a friend or not, whatever. Thank you anyway. Instagram plugs. Instagram plugs. You can find me at Pope Jesse Ventura and Alex. At Mother Puncture. And while I'm at it, I might as well plug my music bullshit. I am at yeah, Pand- Pander-, Pander Monkey for all my music stuff. I have some music stuff on my, my personal Instagram, but Pander Monkey is all music. All music, 100%. And uh, once again, playlist, Spotify playlist on Cocktail Twins will be at everyalbumever.com as well as the descriptions of wherever you're listening or watching. You know, and of course, all the other episodes have playlists as well. Okay. You picking the le- oh we we we, we agreed we agreed uh, I'm excited for this for the first time no one really picks it we disagreed somehow yeah, somehow so thank you for listening this is Beatrix from Treasure see ya.
Yeah.